quick nut batter, almonds or cashews? Oh, don't make me choose. I'm going to I'm going to go cashews. Almonds or pistachios? I'm going to go pistachios. Almonds or peanuts? I'm going to go peanuts. Same. <laughs> Why are we doing this? I know. I don't know. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, Australia's nuttiest food podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, my name's Ben Virtual, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Emily Naismith. Hello, Em. Hello, Ben. Yep, today's our Armoured episode. Like, despite the fact it's one of the lowest nuts on the nut uh, scoreboard, I feel like there's still a lot of interesting things to say about it. Uh, well, let's let the listeners be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. Then I've got a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I don't like almond croissants. You're looking at me knowing I'm trying to think if I've eaten an almond croissant in front of me. I don't you. think so. But I know that they're very popular. I and do. they're just one of those foods that people obsess over. I like do you them. like them? I do yeah. like them. Yeah. Um, side note. So I'm going to be talking about them um, in this fact. And I'm just going to acknowledge the fact that I'm a bogan and I say croissants. And I know that you're supposed to not say that, but I just can't pretend to be French and say croissant. I just can't. No, I'm just that's gonna fine. say croissant. You are who you are. Yeah. And that's why the listeners uh, <laughs> tolerate you and sometimes vote for you once or twice every every time. I, okay, okay. So it's been years since I've had an armor croissant. But from memory, they're just too sweet and not as satisfying as like a regular buttery old croissant. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to prove myself wrong. So I've got an almond croissant here mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about how they're made and then we're going to eat it and see if my idiotic opinion still stands. Okay. So the first thing not in almond croissants corner is the fact that they're usually made with day old croissants, mm. which I guess is good from like a waste perspective, but it doesn't sound desirable already to me. Right. And there are two other components. So there's the day-old croissants and then there's the cream yep. that goes inside and on top and then the syrup, which the croissant's kind of dunked in. So the syrup is made from sugar, water and rum, mm. which m- maybe is why I don't like them because, I don't know, I'm not really hugely into spirits and rum was basically the only spirit available to me as a teen <laughs> to fill my little hip flask from my parents' very minimal uh, stash. So there's bad associations there already. But anyway, the croissant is cut in half and dunked in this syrup and then the almond cream filling or franzipan is spread inside the croissant and that's made with sugar, almond flour, salt, butter and eggs. Mm -hmm. And then you put the two halves together, spread some more almond cream on top and then sprinkle sliced almonds on the very top. Okay. And then you bake them until the cream is golden and then you cover them in icing sugar. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So it does sound pretty good. The only other thing I can point to as a potential reason I may not like them is that that cream kind of filling kind of sounds like marzipan, yeah. which I remember covering fruitcakes as a kid. And and it's no good. No. No. Or like wedding or communion yeah. cakes or something. It's no. just like that almondy icing that you roll out. And I just wanted to get to the cake, so I'm not about that. Anyway, let's give this um, bad boy a go. I did try and get one from one of the places near me that apparently has the best croissants in Melbourne, according to Broadsheet, but... They'd sold out. So I went to the place nearby, which 
I don't think does have the best croissants in Okay. Well, maybe that's a good thing, you know. You don't yeah, you're don't judging it on invest. par. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. It's it's not a bad place, but I don't think it's like the best place. Okay. All right. Let's go. It looks not good. You got a bit of everything? You got Yeah. I do get a bit of everything. I can't taste the rum. No. I this the oh. rum thing was surprising to me. Yeah. Do you think maybe that's something that Maybe that's something like traditional. People don't really do because yeah. I can always taste the sort of the amaretto-y sort <clears throat> of almondy marzipan-y flavour. Yeah. Yeah. I did look in the Loon book and she doesn't add rum, but I didn't want to like compare to what she does because anything she Kate Reid does is going to be amazing. Yeah, that's true. Her almond croissants, the almonds on top are like standing up like a spine, yeah. like a stegosaurus. Yeah. It's okay. I would prefer a normal croissant. Well, now that you've told me that they're made of day-old croissants, I feel better better about them because I do order almond croissants. Mm. And now I feel like I'm rescuing a day-old croissant. I'm yeah. doing a good thing for the, yeah. it's like reuse. Um, War and waste. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> You're an eco-warrior. eco-warrior. <laughs> okay, so final verdict? Final verdict is they're overrated. Okay, beg to differ. Emily, I'm going to just start with a bit of a follow-up to our Nutri-Grain episode where you really didn't talk about Nutri-Grain at all. You ranked the cereals in the Kellogg's kind of travel multi-packs. Yeah, sue me. It's fair to say that the breakout star of the episode was not Nutri-Grain. The, mm-hmm. the breakout star of the episode <laughs> was Kellogg's Sustain, which was number two on your list behind Cocoa Pops. Yeah. Um, and it was... Uh, a cereal that I basically knew nothing about because the packs in my household have always remained unopened uh, until, you know, months later, crushed to a fine powder of mm-hmm. just like pressed cereal sweepings. Uh, they're eventually thrown in the bin. Um, well, you can always rehome them to me. <laughs> well, um, for you, Emily, and for the global in- Ingredipedia community, I've actually spent the last week learning about Kellogg's Sustain. And this is because they contain almonds. That is one of the things I'm going to get to. Okay. It is. Yeah. It's the that's almond episode. That's why I'm talking about them. <laughs> um, that's one of the first things you learn from the Kellogg's or Kalanova, I think, as they're about yeah. to be known. Let's just go with Kellogg's. Yeah. Uh, the Kellogg's website, um, it says Sustain Original didn't know there was an unoriginal, this mm-hmm. opens up interesting questions, is an energising combination of wheat, corn, rice and oats mixed with fruit and nuts, including sultanas, currants and apple with crunchy sliced almonds. Mm. What a combo. With great taste, carbohydrate and B vitamins. It's a delicious way to start your day, suitable for vegans. That's all it says on the website. So I had to go a little wider and I will say it wasn't easy because there is no sustained Wikipedia page. Oh. There is a, That's one of the few things in life that there's no Wikipedia page for. Yeah, well, a Wikipedia all brand. Page all brand has a page. Oh. Nutrigrain has it. Just right has a page. Wild. Kellogg Sustain has no Wikipedia page. So that blew a hole in my normal <laughs> research. Yeah, no one ever talks about Sustain. Like it's only, I'm pretty sure it's only in the Kellogg, in the like variety packs. Yeah. Okay. It's, I, let's, let's keep going because I have okay. learned some stuff. Um, number one. Sustain contains almonds, 2% almonds and 20% sugar. But that's a whole other story. Um, But it does mean that we can talk about it in the almond episode. Two, as far as I can tell, 
It's been around since the 1980s and it is an Australian-only cereal. Really? Yeah. So Vianetta, not ours. Milo, not ours. Sustain? Ours. Ours. It's one of ours. We can be proud. The earliest ad I could find was from 1986. Here at the Australian Institute of Sport, ultimate performance is essential. And that comes from sustained energy, not just a burst. So Kellogg's and the Institute developed a totally new energy-sustaining breakfast cereal. Kellogg's Sustain, the scientifically balanced combination of delicious whole grains, fruits and nuts with fibre and controlled sugar is low in salt, rich in complex carbohydrates. To keep the energy in your day longer. Kellogg's Sustain, developed to keep the energy in your day longer. So that's Kellogg's Sustain, 1986, Australian Institute of Sport. They, you know, yeah. it's similar to Nutrigrain. They're using athletes to sell their product. Um, so I, I learned that. Um, but I also learnt uh, a lot um, from a review from foreign snack reviews. One of the things I learnt was that you can actually buy it uh, in a box on its own. Really? <laughs> it's there. I've never seen that. Uh, I looked at it on the shelves today. Um, it, it's, I don't know how many. It's, I couldn't find any sort of Kellogg sales and I sort of mm. had a look around some, like it's, it's in all the major supermarkets. Yeah. Um, the, one of the Google search kind of prompts is Kellogg Sustain discontinued, but still available in the two major, major supermarkets yeah. that I went to an IGA and there was like six different like front facing Nutrigrains hmm. and two sustains, Yeah, but it looked like somebody had bought one. Oh. Um, but that is something that I learned from foreign Shocking. snack reviews. I'm going to play you uh, a video. I don't know what these guys, na- these, these, um, fellas names are, but, uh, Foreign snack reviews have have done the uh, the eating of sustained for us. So we're going to play a little bit from them now. So this cereal is a combination of grains, sultanas, apples, and almonds. Learned, what this has in common with almond joy in Nestle scorched almonds is that this has almonds in it. Yeah. Almonds. Yep. Right for this episode. All right. Let's open this bad boy up. Oh my god, this is <laughs> painful. They need to edit their So yeah, this edit their is what um, Kellogg's sustained cereal looks like. Does it have raisins and almonds? It's We've, been that. We've been through that. For sure has almonds in it. <laughs> Does it have almonds? Can I just say I, I, I've already edited this. <laughs> oh, you could say that. Super crunchy. You could say that again as well. <laughs> Please don't know. What's a sultana? What's a sultana? It's a good question. Probably. <laughs> the same amount of researchers us. <laughs> They've just got some text coming up on it. screen about the difference between raisins and sultanas. Um, oh Maybe no, he's chewing his mouth almonds. open. I hate this. <laughs> I like sustain, but now I kind of don't. That's really good, huh? Yeah. It does definitely taste a little like um, Kellogg's Neutral Green Orange cereal and Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. But well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. I'm dumber now. So I I feel bad having to listen to a bunch of American guys who bought that on an Australian food website. It's part of what they do. Yeah, they, they review foreign foods. Um, they liked it. Mm. You, it's your second favorite cereal in the whole world. For our listeners right now. Yes. I'm going to eat some Kellogg's Sustain for you for the first time in my life. And I'll tell you what I've got. 
I've got an unused sachet from when we went away last weekend and my kids would not touch it and they ate every single other one and it was left in my cupboard with all the other ones that are left in my cupboard after every multi-pack. So here we go. I'll chew with my mouth closed, Emily, but this is me eating Kellogg's Sustain. Did you get everything? It's not. Yeah, okay, I didn't get any any sultanas. I'll, I'll get some sultanas. No, it's just like sugary cardboard. This is number two. What? What would you put higher in the variety pack? It's All not like I choose to eat that for breakfast every morning. <laughs> All, of <them. laughs> All of them. This is this is still number six. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone knows I love peanut butter. Yeah, God. I have one child, but my other thirteen children are the peanut <laughs> all, butters. All, in my all of your mavers. <laughs> not, not exclusively mavers. Just all picks. It's picks all and picks. Oh, come on, give me some credit. <laughs> okay, picks and folks. Sorry. Um, so they're all peanut butter, but occasionally there's an almond butter kicking around in there, but I never really have it. In my opinion, it's just nowhere near as good. But does it have the potential to be? So my strongest and favourite almond memory is my homemade scavenged scroggan that I made as a hungry teenager mm-hmm. by taking cooking chocolate melts, natural almonds and marshmallows and eating that as a snack. Strong. Mm. Making like a little sandwich between the chocolate melts and having an almond and a marshmallow in there. It's like a s'more. Pre- yeah. Pre-melted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can I turn that into the ultimate nostalgic almond butter? So... I tried to do that. Oh. So I made almond butter by roasting some almonds for 10 minutes in the oven and then letting them cool and then just putting them in the food processor. It took ages, like 20 minutes. And I've learned since uh, making peanut butter unsuccessfully that you just have to keep going. You think it's done, but then you have to keep going because it gets creamier and creamier and creamier. Okay. So I did that and it looked Really good. And it tastes really good. Like I salted it perfectly. And just the plain almond butter was actually delicious. Like the best almond butter I've ever had. Mm. And But then for this version, I added in some chopped up chocolate melts and some marshmallows. So would you like to try some? Uh, yeah. I haven't tried it yet. Anything to get the sustained taste out of my mouth. <laughs> Thank you. The only utensils in this kitchen were knives. <laughs> Sorry. It's pretty good. Yeah. Did you get chocolate? I definitely got some big chunks of marshmallow. It's very chunky. Yeah. I'll try and get a a chocolate chunk. Oh, yeah, I see one. It's good with the chocolate. Mm. Yeah, when you get the chocolate, it's, yeah. Question, though. Mm. Would it be better with... Any other night. Oh, <laughs> undoubtedly. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the almond episode. <laughs> okay. So would you do it again? Um, I'd make almond butter again. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really eat this every day. This, um, it's not an everyday. It's a, it's a sometimes yeah. food. Well, I mean, now it's an everyday food. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Emily, how do you eat your almonds generally? Out of the bag. Okay, just a raw almond out of the bag? Yeah. or like a, yeah. Raw or dry, dry roasted or, and like ideally salted. Okay. Do you ever eat them activated? Oh, man, I forgot about this. I didn't even have this as a line of 
inquiry. No, I do not eat them activated. Okay, I don't have any here. I did try mm. and find some. Um, and you actually, do have that thousand dollar machine that that guy's spruiking though. <laughs> I don't, yeah, <laughs> it's getting rid of all the COVID in my brain. Yet. Yeah, um, we are talking about Pete Evans, but we'll get into that. Um, so, what is an activated almond? Uh, activation is what, according to Honest to Goodness, which is a brand website, but this seems right. Uh, activation is what occurs when raw nuts have been soaked in a salt water solution for a period of time, usually a minimum of seven hours and up to 24 hours. This soaking stimulates the early germination and sprouting process within the nut or seed or legume or grain. So the health food shop I went to had activated walnuts, but not activated almonds. So you can do it with any nut. Um, it germinates it and it's supposed to be better for you. The jury's a little bit out on whether they're actually better for you. Um, there was some 2020 research that said it was kind of immaterial, the difference. But one thing can be certain. It's become internet shorthand for being a complete food wanker with thanks to TV chef Pete Evans and a notorious My Day on a Plate um, oh, that's right. from The Good Weekend. That's where it all started. From November 2012. Wow, yeah. that's a long time ago. That's over 10 years ago. Yeah, 11 years ago. Yeah, exactly 11 years ago. Um, so my day on a plate is uh, a little section in um, a weekend magazine that we have here in Australia called um, Good Weekend and it, they you, basically it's what it says on the box. It's my aim to do that. In my, like some at some stage in my life I need to be that person that does it a day on a plate. Yeah, well, you can get famous from it like Pete Evans did. Um, so what was Pete Evans' day on a plate? This is from the Know Your Meme website. He lists several bizarre food items eaten throughout the day, including alkalized water, cultured vegetables, homemade coconut, and activated almonds. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, so there's stevia in there, there's sprouted millet, um, sautéed kale and broccoli. I mean, that's not weird. So instantly it was kind of taken up by the internet community. Um, so within the day, the art article had been shared, it had been photographed from the print publication, shared hundreds of times. The hashtag activated almonds had taken off. And Pete Evans went from being kind of a mildly handsome white teeth TV chef to being the poster child for really pretentious eating habits. Um, his day on a plate ranked at number seven in BuzzFeed UK's 24 most pretentious things of all time. Um, but how did it become a meme is the question. And Know Your Meme will tell you that it was podcast host and TV host and all-around good guy, Mark Fennell. So it says here, that day Australian television host Mark Fennell posted a photograph to the, uh, of the diary to his Instagram and Twitter feeds where many mocked the foods listed. And that's, it took off from there. But I will argue that it was not Mark Fennell. It was you. I contend that it was me. <laughs> ben. Well, me and Walkley Award-winning Guardian cartoonist, First Dog on the Moon. Okay. So, Exhibit A, my tweet. Here you go, Em. It's a photo of the diary entry and my clever caption. I don't get it. I call cacao on you, Pete Evans. Uh, I think it was a joke from Portlandia. You know, cacao okay. was like their safe word and he talks about cacao. Didn't okay, anyway. <laughs> and if you notice the timestamp on there, Emily, it's 10.31 a.m. No, November 4, 2012. Now, I'm not one to honk my own horn, so, uh, but I would like to, to bring in Exhibit B, first dog on the moon's now deleted tweet. He shared my tweet and he said, wow, I hate this guy 
I don't even know who he is. And he retweeted me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say Mark Fennell was like looking out for my tweet, but he might have been looking out for First Dog on the Moons. I checked with uh, Mr. On the Moon because I'm doing some journalism uh, and his response was characteristically to com- to take complete credit. Uh, he said, was I the first person to hate Pete Evans? That's pretty edgy of me. It's a, <laughs> a, a, a text exchange. I said, I think technically I was the first, but you named the emotion. And he said, no, you were just clearly asking a question, whereas I'm getting to the point. Mm. Valid. Exhibit C, Mark Fennell's Instagram post, which is named in Know Your Meme. And the timestamp on that, Emily? 408 November 4, 2012. Six hours after I posted okay. it, five and a half after, after First Dog on the Moon retweeted me. But did he use your photo? No. So he was just <laughs> reading the news, thought of his own funnier thing to say. Do you think? And then tweeted it himself. I, well, I've emailed the people at Know Your Meme my <laughs> earlier tweet. We'll see what happens from that. And I call you Mark Fennell. So, you know, I see you. Do you ever think about how nuts grow? Yes, I do. Mm. I do. And not because of Farmville, which is usually how, why you think of how things grow. <laughs> no, I, that, well, that's how I originally started thinking of how nuts grow, but now I just think about how nuts grow quite often sorry, on my yeah, own. Sorry. But it's like, it is wild to see like a walnut in its shell at the shops and think that grows on a tree. Yes. I'm pretty sure. And peanuts grow underground. That's wild. Yeah. That's insane. And highly disturbing, to be honest. It's like the closest thing that you'd ever get to a world at the top of the magic faraway tree in real life. Like it's Just scratching around and there's peanuts there. Mm. Yeah. So to further illustrate this point about the wild ways that nuts grow, sometimes I see these cute fuzzy little green things mm. at the shops and the sign says almonds. I'm like, what the hell? That's not an almond. That's not the almond I'm familiar with. So that was the whole reason I suggested we do this episode because I wanted to buy these fuzzy green expensive little almonds. Um, but then they weren't at the shops and so I got my mum to steal them off trees near her work. Oh, nice. <laughs> so when almonds grow on trees, they're huge, green and fuzzy. Yeah. Like a peach. Yeah. Um, uh, do you know how I know this? Wow. How? Farmville? No, I got them in a, like a veggie box once from like oh. series in Brunswick and I had no idea what they yeah. were. I'm like, are these for Joa? <laughs> yeah. uh, what am I? I'm like, and I'm like biting into them, <laughs> probably getting a whole bunch of arsenic, yeah. probably nearly killed myself. <laughs> um, so they're pretty big. Like this one's probably, I reckon that's the size of my eyeball. Bigger. Bigger than my eyeball or my actual eyeball, if you like. Yeah. Looked at my whole eyeball okay. out on the table. Yep. <laughs> this got this got weird. Yeah. And anyway, when they're like this, they're known as green almonds. Okay. So according to the spruce eats, these fuzzy green ovals are fully edible, oh. although most people find the shell a bit bitter and don't eat them. More classically, the green almonds are cut open and the soft, somewhat gelatinous, embryonic almonds in the centres are popped out and eaten. Okay. They are the real treasure of these unusual treats. Okay, so just to clarify, somewhat gelatinous embryonic almonds. Mm. Disturbing. I'm going to cut mine open through the center. Oh. Okay, so I did a cross section. Oh, you cut it through the center. I kind of unpeeled mine like a 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I cut it down the little seam. Yeah. And pulled out the pip, sort of like like you would take a, a pit out of a peach or something. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So I'm not saying the gelatinous embryonic almond. Not gelatinous. Gelatinous, I guess. I was expecting like jelly. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like... Like fresh crunch. Yeah, fresh. It's sort of a, almost like apple. Yeah. Can confirm that the uh, the shell is not very nice. Just like eating oh. some, some wood. But the almond itself oh, yeah. is like... It's bitter. It's like got the consistency of an apple and the, mm. and the, the taste of an almond. Mm. Apparently they're particularly delicious, lightly dipped in sea salt, which I forgot to bring. Um. Uh, so, yeah, they say that their main appeal is their soft yet firm texture that's a bit gelatinous but with a sense of the nut it's going to mm. become. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. It's probably not worth the effort of, like, buying these more expensive green almonds. Or, I mean, it's worth the effort of stealing them off a tree. Sure thing. Them. Yeah, or worth the effort of making your mum steal them off a tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's, that was a good use of your time. Mm, thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Mandy. Emily, when I came to think of almonds for this episode, there was one voice echoing in my head and that was the voice of Will Ferrell putting on a faintly racist accent Mm. and saying this. Wound is beginning to smell a little like almond. So he's saying my wound is beginning to smell a little like almonds. He's he's the guy, it's from Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Um, He's one of the bad guys and he he gets... um, the, the sort of gag of his character is he gets like brutally, painfully killed over and over and over again. And so he's sort of fallen down the side of a mountain and they think he's dead and then he keeps calling out. And he's like, my leg is very badly broken. The wound is beginning to smell a little like almonds, which got me thinking, does gangrene actually smell of almonds or was this just a very funny line from, from, nowhere. from nowhere? So I looked into it. Firstly, what is gangrene, Emily? According to Answer Prime, gangrene is a medical condition in which the tissue below the skin dies. The most common cause of gangrene is infection, but it can also occur as a result of burns, cuts, or other injuries. Mm-hmm. And does it actually smell of almonds? Yes. Mm-hmm. Gangrene does often have a strong almond smell. This is due to the fact that many of the proteins that are responsible for forming the characteristic odour are also involved in the healing process. Oh, that's so interesting. So if you smells a bit like an amaretto biscuit. Yeah, or if you if you have a wound that smells of marzipan, <laughs> yeah. go and see a doctor. I think that's what that uh, that's what Answer Prime says. Go and see a doctor. Um, additionally, according to Medicine.net, almond odor breath, fruity odor breath, metallic taste, and strange smell or taste. These different tastes may be um, uh, these different tastes may be seen with diabetic ketoacidosis. Cyanide poisoning, mm. uremia from kidney failure, melanoma from GI bleeding, medication side effect, sinusitis, dental infection, and poor dentition slash oral hygiene. Also pregnancy. That was when I realized I was pregnant. I could taste the metal in my mouth when could I you had ta- scones. Could you taste almond though? Oh, are you supposed to taste all these things? Well, um, I'm not sure which which is which, but yeah, almond odor breath is a thing, uh, and also like yeah, it can denote that somebody is poisoning you with cyanide. Okay, well that's good to know. Yeah, I mean our listeners will 
be mm. really grateful that yeah. you've shared that. Thank I think you. so. Thank so you. almonds, delicious and healthy. Almond smell. You've been poisoned or are dying from your wounds. Mm. You're welcome. Delicious. Yeah. So that was almonds. What did we talk about? I tried an almond croissant. Still hate them. Made my own almond. <laughs> made my own almond butter, and then we tried some green almonds straight off the tree. And I looked into and tasted for the first time Kellogg's Sustain. I uh, took credit for a meme about activated <laughs> almonds, and then I told you that gangrene does indeed smell of almonds. Well, I tell you who won't be voting for you, Mark Fennell, if he does listen to this show, which I assume he does. I love you, Mark Fennell. <laughs> big fan. We're big fans. We're big fans. But yes, please vote for who you think was the most interesting on our Instagram. It's in Greedopedia. And just want to say that we really appreciate all our listeners' messages and comments all the time about the weird food things that we post. Going I wild. actually love all our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, the community is is feeling very, very active at the moment. Mm. Activated, some might say. Okay, don't maybe don't do that. Far. Okay, they've switched off now. But if oh, you, god. <laughs> I was going to try and get them to leave a review, but now you've just ruined it. Oh then. god, they, they won't leave a review for Emily. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Yeah.